We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Hey, just a notice, just a little little notice. Um, I've just decided that I think it's, it's uh, how do I say this? Um, with what God has put in my heart and some vision for next year, I, I really want us to go, go to into, into next year from a, a real place of momentum and strength. And, and uh, I, I just am so proud. I think everyone's been serving and working really, really hard. And we're seeing people come into the life of the church. We're seeing people saved. We started praying for at least six salvations every Sunday. Uh, we, we've, we've hit six salvations every Every Sunday for about five or six of those weeks. We've been around about four other Sundays. But let's continue to pray into that. Um, but I want us to go into any of the, the into into next year for a real place of momentum. And so what I've I've decided and I've talked to a few of the leaders is that uh, in, in the mornings we're going to go back to one service at 10 a.m. And uh, why? Why it's just it's gonna. I just believe it's gonna create a whole lot of momentum. Um, the reason being is then then we can continue doing what we do at lunchtime, which is invite people around, invite people home, uh, get to know people, really build strong community and relationships, and and go from there. And so you can have that opportunity now, not just at the eleven, but uh, well. Or, we didn't have it at the nine. We could have, but you know what I mean? So I just, I just believe it's time for us as a church. It's, I, I 100% this is not a backward step. I, I believe this is a, is a very strategic move um, in where God wants to lead us. Um, and so it's not, it's not a breathe. Amen. It's a, hey, let's take the, let's take the fitness that we've gained from the, doing the two services and just really hammer it home for one great service in the morning and, and continue to see a great service at night. And so at night, we're seeing 160 out, which is great. It's great momentum. There's some good life, young people, um, youth. I mean, not young adults, youth. It's great to see a lot of young youth there. Uh, and that's just beautiful. It really is beautiful. They, uh, they, they come with all their attitude, all their baggage, um, all their clothing issues, all their... But here's the thing, you came with that as well. <laughs> Amen. I came with that as well. I mean, I thank you, Jesus, for the people that persevered over my life. Um, but it's just so great to see a whole lot of young people. And, and can I just say thank you also to everyone in the life of the church that just comes out and creates atmosphere in the evening um, from every generation. It's, it's a real, it's something that was commented on by um, Pastor Jake Langridge, who was here recently, and, um, and also Dr. Michael Maiden. And so it's just great. We're a multi-generational church. Believing for the generations uh, that are here, but also the next generations to come. So cool. Uh, that is happening, not this Sunday, next Sunday, and that Sunday is daylight savings. So we just thought, because we're extra smart people, we'll be able to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> all right, so the nine and the 10, the 10 and the month, yeah, anyway. Um, basically, the 9 a.m. is the 10 a.m. service. Because you spring forward. I'll let you figure it out, okay? Very cool. So continue to pray into that and continue to believe into it. Um, this is another little bit of piece of business, but it's uh, sort of not really. Um, I am, so there's a process that we go through in the life of the church around governance and eldership and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I've finally got my head around it. I understand it all now. And so, so everyone, this is Jake Grieve. Stand up, stand up, Jake. Help me out. So Jake, Jake is an active elder and he's also an active trustee. All right. Thank you, Jake. All right. So we have trustees in the life of the church, um, but they are not elders of the church. Um, not all of them, anyway. But, but Jake is an elder and a trustee. Currently, we have Mike on. Stand up, Mike on. So Mike on 
back in the day, like a few years ago now, when we were setting up the trust, because we all got, what was this word? Autonomous from the movement. Uh, Mycon agreed to come on and be a trustee um, to that level. Uh, but I'm also now proposing that Mycon would become an elder of the church. And so the reason why I'm sharing that at Vision Night is because I give you now an opportunity to come back to me before the next Vision Night in a private place to come and tell me if there's any reason why you think Mycon should not be an elder in the life of the church. That's why we do this. And, we, and so um, I'm expecting that no one is going to come to me, but we, we want to share that. Maybe you know a deep, dark secret. <laughs> Trust me, he doesn't have any. But hey, you never know. Um, but that's the process. We want to add that. So I've proposed that. Um, and uh, I'm, so we've got a, you've got a window of opportunity. And I, so amen. Amen. So at our next vision night, uh, we'll be um, commissioning um, Mike on as an elder. And also, um, you know, Raquel's no what, snowflake either. She's amazing. She carries a whole lot of weight. And they are both just a great couple in the life of the church. And so, amen. Um, uh, there, there, there are... Uh, that's, that's not the end of it. Um, I have got plans to look at how we can expand our eldership, um, but that will get shared at a later date. Cool? Awesome. Um, very cool. Hey, so in the, in the time that we have tonight, um, I, I just want to share... Um, it's, well, it's, it's sort of vision, but it's sort of not. It's, it's culture. I want to share culture tonight. Uh, we've been in the life of the church now for three, almost four years. In February will be four years. And I just want to share some culture. And, and, uh, and who, who knows what business we're in? The, the church business, right? Uh, amen. We're in the business of saving lives. That's the same as St. John's. No. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, Here's the reality is we are in the, the, the people business. The people business. We're, we're not in the building business. Who knows that all of this? Who cares what it looks like? Who really cares? I mean, hey, it's the stained glass windows of the 21st century. It's, it's our local expression, whatever. It, it, it just helps attract. It's like the lights outside right now. The moths are buzzing around going... You know, it just helps. It just helps. It's not that. It's not who cares about it. Who really cares about the building? What 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 we care about is the people. What we care about. Because uh, 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 so, here's the thing: is how do we fit 120,000 people into a building? Difficult. <laughs> Get a really big building. I guess that's the answer. But uh, multiple multiple services. Uh, anyway, anyway, let's not go there. But we're in the people business. But the problem is that means we've, if, if, if you're in a, let's just, I'm sorry, Jake, I'm going to pick on you a little bit tonight. I know you're secure about it. But Jake is great at being a dentist because he's studied it. He's, he's, he's worked hard at it. He's trained at it. He's not just qualified at it, but he's on studied from it and he's practicing in it. I still can't understand the practicing thing, but because you should not be practicing anymore. You should be doing it. But anyway, I know, I know, I know. So. So anyway, so it's just me. Um, but he's got a bit of, he, even we heard that he was training the guys in Tonga. He's, he's great at being a dentist. But I just throw it out there. I know you're securing this. I don't know. I reckon you're probably rubbish at knitting. <laughs> you know? Um, but hey, focus on the dentistry. It's going well for you. Here's the thing, why, but it's going well for Jake because he's, he's worked hard at it, he's trained in it, and he's still upskilling in it, and he's still moving forward in it, and he's still doing a great, you know, he's, he's learning more. Every, he could probably come up and tell us the latest, greatest thing, I mean, that, that, that is happening in dentistry right now. I've got no problem, I've got confidence that he'd be able to come and share that. Why? Because he's, there's, a, there's a desire to learn more. Yeah. And so us as a church, if we're in the, 
business of people. Tonight, I want to upskill us a little bit in, in learning how to deal with people. Because we've got to become, we've got to become experts at dealing with people. But who knows that people are very interesting. <laughs> uh, the person on this side of the room is well, way different to the person on that side of the room. The person with those issues is different to the person with this issue. And it goes on. But here's the thing is every, we can still learn some basics when it comes to people. And so tonight, I really want to just share, um, it's just mine, and I know this is Desiree's heart as well, just on some of the things on, on how we deal with people, how Desiree and I deal with it. There's many ways that you can deal with people, and, uh, but I'm going to share how we deal with people. If you've got your Bibles, turn to Proverbs chapter 14. If you don't, that's okay. Proverbs chapter 14, it's just after Psalms. All right. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1 says this, A wise woman builds her home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. A wise woman builds her home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. A lot of the time in the Bible, when you hear the word woman, you can, you can add the word church. The, Christ is coming back for the what? The bride of Christ. So let's just read it that way. A wise church builds its home, but a foolish church tears it down. So here's the thing is, we love people. Right. Well, we will. We will. We we have a idea about how we host people when they come in. They the door gets open for them, even if they're out in the car park. Someone might have an umbrella if it's raining, and they'll say, "Hey, welcome to church. Come on, Amen." From the hosting leaders, and uh, and 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 we will welcome them into the entrance. They'll walk up the stairs. The door will get open. Hi, how's it going? And uh, you'll you'll smile. And uh, you welcome people in. They'll come into the foyer and, and our team is ready there. If, if the kids' team's there and they can see the families just walked in and they knew they'll go and say, hey, hi, welcome to church. Great to have you here. Oh, look, little Sally, it's great. Is this Sally? Sally, nice to meet you, Sally. Nice to meet you, John. So you know what I mean? We've got a good system. And, and, and we love people and we do this. Why? Because we value Every single person on the face of the planet, they want to feel valued. If you want to love someone, if you want to get into someone's world, value them. Value them. And so, so we do all this sort of stuff and then we get them into church and they have a good time or you've invited your friend from uni or you've invited your friend to work. And, um, you know, I love, I love it even, you know, uh, just great testimonies. We forgot, I forgot to do testimonies, but I loved it on Sunday morning how uh, a, a girl, one of the girls, I won't uh, bring names, but a year ago they responded to Jesus, brought her sister, and uh, exactly a year ago the sister now last weekend responds to Jesus. Amen. Isn't that awesome? That is so good. So good. Come on, praise Jesus. Just and, and so we value people. But then, then we say, hey, let's get into an e-group. Right? And e-group's awesome and we meet and we pray and we talk about stuff and, and that and then and then suddenly they bring up something which is a little bit off, which is like, oh, that's, mm, I'm not sure about that because we're dealing with broken people. And, and then we're like, oh, how do we deal with that? Okay, okay, we might just, we'll leave that one. Hopefully Pastor Will deals with that in church, something like that, Pastor Desiree, whatever. And then we think, oh, let's get people on an E-team. And, and then we say, hey, Join an E-team. Give it a go. Oh, hey, the creative team. Come to the creative team. Come into the creative team. We meet on Monday nights and, oh, yeah, just hang around. And we do auditions. And come and audition. And they're like, they go, oh, I'd love to. It'd be great. And they get up here and like, great is our faithfulness. Great is our faithfulness. And we're like, oh. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Maybe um, production is better for you than, <laughs> oh. 
Who knows that they just gave everything? And so this, can you see where I'm going here? A wise church builds its home. A wise woman builds its home, but a foolish woman tears it down. We've got to get brilliant at the people business. We've got to get, we've got to become experts in it. Not just getting people in the church, but loving them through stuff. Bringing them to a place that we can say, hey, all right, let's be um, nice about it. Let's be honest about this. Hey, singing, well, I recommend that maybe um, it would be good to just go and get some lessons. How can I know someone? I could help you out. We could meet. You know, so so I want to just share tonight just some, just and it's like what, in Numbers, right? In Numbers chapter eleven, Moses is having this uh, time, this issue. He's, he's getting a little bit frustrated, but the Lord says to him, He says, "What I'm going to do? This is my great plan." The Lord says, He says, "What I'm going to do is I'm going to come down and I'm going to take some of the same spirit that's on you, and I'm going to place it on these people as well." So tonight, really what I've been praying into is that the Lord will take some of the spirit that's on Desiree and I and I'll articulate it and I pray that we'll receive it tonight because this is how we deal with people and this is how we want to love people and this is how we want to nurture people through. Amen? All right, so because we love people. The great thing is, uh, who likes Starbucks? Anyone like Starbucks? Few people like Starbucks. See, no one likes Starbucks, only a couple. There's a few people. But if you're a New Zealander or an Australian, you don't like Starbucks, generally. Or, or if you're Ginny, do you, like, do you like Starbucks as well? That's okay. Uh, but, so, but what is Starbucks into? <laughs> Frappuccinos, yeah, they are. They are famous for frappuccinos. But someone said it, coffee, right? Starbucks is in, into coffee. In fact, their mission statement is Starbucks. Well, that's, this is not exactly right, but Starbucks is not in the coffee business. It's in the people business. If you read their book, it's Starbucks is not in the coffee business. They're in the people business. And again, we've got to know what business we're in. And so I just, want, I just thought that was amazing because, you know, we all think Starbucks. But in the States, Starbucks is actually the best coffee in the States. Without a doubt. Just let me help you out. If you find a place, can you just Google it, put it to Lonely Planet? I don't know. Anyway, it's not, it's, I'm, I've lost some people already. But um, let's, let's be in the people business. See... Jesus came for what? He came for people. And we've got to learn how to love and live with people. Um, Proverbs chapter four, 14, sorry, again, just moving on down just a little bit. It says this, Without oxen, a stable stays clean, but you need strong ox for a large harvest. Ox represents servants. We need strong servants for a large harvest. But here's the thing is, uh, without oxen, the stable stays clean. Uh, who likes everything being organised and nice and lined? I'm seeing all the financial services hands going up right now. <laughs> and we have the things ordered and pretty. And, and who, come on, is there any other people out there who just are, are these people type people? They, you, you see, this is what happens in church too. We become Christians and we think we need to have nice worship and pretty praise. And we can't have homeless people walking around at the back smelling the place out. Or we, you know, and I'm not saying this is happening here, but without oxen, the stable does stay clean. We've got, to, we've got to be happy to live in a mess as a church. We've got to actually, I know we don't like it, but, and we can have a little bit of organised mess, but we've got to be happy with whoever bring, comes through those doors. Whoever comes through that. You know, I, I've, I've been here when I've sat next to someone and I have had to hold my breath because otherwise I was probably going to throw up the smell and I was just so sad. We threw out the chairs that that person was sitting on. But we've got to learn how to love every single person that comes through the life of the church. 
and comes in. We're okay to live in mess. Um, Our greatest calling is to love God and love people. Our highest calling is to grow and develop people. Our greatest calling is to love God and love people. Our Our highest calling is to grow and develop people. Um, so I want to give you just some helpful hints on just how Desiree and I do this. You might have other area, other ways that you add stuff in as well, and, and we're happy for that. But I'm just sharing how we do things in our way. To your pastor, as uh, is, is walks with the people. Uh, a pastor, or they talk about it as a shepherd, a shepherd walks with the sheep, a shepherd loves the sheep, a shepherd protects the sheep. We're all pastors, we're all ministers. You don't need a title. Uh, I don't like titles anyway, but we're all called to minister and walk with, with people. But we walk uh, with people. We, we, um, we learn to protect people. We learn... To, to walk and to love and to share Jesus with people. So this is how I do it. So in Matthew chapter 7, why don't you go there in your Bibles? The first thing that I do when I'm ever talking with someone is this. Grab your Bibles. Who's in Matthew chapter 7? Who's swiped to it? Scrolled it to it? Good. The very first thing whenever you're dealing with someone Whenever someone walks through the doors, whenever someone, whenever you're, whenever you're working through issues, whenever you're, you've got something to say to one another, this is the very first thing that I always go to. Verse seven of Matthew, sorry, verse one of Matthew chapter seven: Do not judge others, and you will not be judged, for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. The standard in which you use is the standard in which you will be judged. And why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of the speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite, first get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Uh, I want to I wanna just share... That this evening is this. Sometimes uh, we've we've got to learn how to humble ourselves first and make sure whenever we're going to deal with someone, whenever we've got to talk with someone, whenever there's an issue or something coming up, can we check our own heart? Can we check our own spirit first? Maybe you've had a hard day. Maybe someone's annoyed you, and then you know that you're coming to this situation or you're going to this leader or whatever. Uh, come on, check your heart first. Because we're all on the same team. We're all focused on the same thing, which is Jesus Christ. And, and, and no one, what, what, what's, we're not of the world. It's not about getting one over someone. Our greatest and our highest calling in life is to love God, love people, and to develop and grow people and encourage them to, to, to grow in their Christian walk. How, how can we ever go into love someone if we're coming with a judgmental heart or a judgmental spirit or I'm way better than that person or I've got it figured out? The reality is, if you're thinking like that, you don't. <laughs> Amen. And, I, and, and here's the thing this, this evening, to, uh, church. I'm not bringing this up because I see it in church. Amen. I'm not bringing it up. I'm just saying, hey, let's, let's strengthen our culture. Let's strengthen the love of God for people in our world. Amen. So the way that we judge is the way that we're going to get judged back. Kind of let's learn. There's going to be times where you're going to go, all right, maybe it's not right right now. Maybe I just need to hold back. Maybe I just need to wait just a little bit. Have I checked my heart? Have I checked my spirit on this? Have, am I getting back at someone? Ouch. Anyone ever been offended in church? Uh, yeah, everyone. <laughs> Why? Because cause the devil knows what we're about. If you haven't been offended, you will get offended. 
And I'm not prophesying that. It's because this is not just a, a nice club that we're all focused on, on, on playing BMX. You know, I, I love the BMX track up the road. They're all focused on it, and it's a cool track. But no one's out there to destroy it. Apart from the radio, radio control cars, apparently, they get a bit upset. If you've got a radio control car, don't drive it on the BMX track. <laughs> Free information there for tonight. <laughs> but, but the BMX team is all about the BMX and they're happy about it. And they don't have someone there digging up holes or, or trying to annoy or trying to, maybe they do, I don't know. <laughs> but as a church, the devil's trying to poke holes. The devil's trying to go, oh, look at that person up on stage. You didn't get to get up on stage. Can I just tell you the stage isn't that great? Um, that wasn't a joke, sorry. I was serious. The stage isn't that great. It, 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 you, yeah. It, it, we love serving, and it's a privilege to minister on stage, but you know what? Your conversation in the foyer, that's what's great. That is what's great. Your, your love for someone's little child in there and, and seeing them encounter Jesus, that's what's great. Uh, I, don't get me wrong, I, I, I honour everyone who worship leads and backing vocals and sings and all that sort of stuff and preach the word that, that brings. But that's just part. It's not the end of everything. It's, it's not the goal. It's not the goal. It is not the goal. So anyway, let's not judge one another. Because we've all got downfalls, we've all got faults, we've got pimples where no one can see. Oh, sorry, that was a little bit visual, wasn't it? <laughs> we've, we've all got areas that, that... amen. You guys are just laughing because, anyway, no. All right, number two, let's move on. So let's not be judgmental. Let's always look at our own selves before we, we, we address other people. Um, number two is, uh, and you, you'll know this anyway, people need to be encouraged. We need to affirm, we need to approve, and we need to accept. We need a, hey, man, that's so good. What are you doing? That is so great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you so much. Kane, thank you. Where are they? There is. Thank you for, for playing that guitar. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but thank you. We don't have guitarists in church. Well, we, we are slowly getting some more. But thank you. Thank you so much. It brings another level in the praise and worship. You know, we, we, to thank someone, to affirm someone. I want, to, I want us to be a church that affirms people. On a Sunday, when I go in to pick up my kids out of kids' church, hey, thank you so much for serving. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for being part of it. If you're leaving um, or doing something at E-Group, hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate what you said tonight. Thank you. People need to be affirmed. People, I know I keep going over this and over this and over this, but thank you. Thank you for being part of the life of this church. Thank you for saying yes to God. Thank you for giving your, your time, your treasure, your talent to the cause of Jesus Christ. Because He's worth everything that we have. We want to approve of people. Hey, we love you. We love you. Doesn't matter if you've just made the biggest stuff up in the entire world. We love you. We, we love you because what we've dealt with our judgmental spirit and once we've dealt with our judgmental spirit, we can love someone. We can hug someone. We can say, hey, it's okay. You, you're, you're loved here. You're welcome here. You, we'll, we'll hug you. People want to know their approval and people want to know their, um, uh, what did I say before? Affirmation. Let's be a church that does that. When you're dealing with issues with someone, hey man, I love you. I think you're awesome. 
probably got to talk about some stuff, but hey, first thing is you just hug them. Just if that's appropriate. Affirm them. It's awesome. You're doing a great job. And everyone needs to know they're accepted. Accepted, pimples and all. We're going to, hey, all right, let's deal with this. Let's work on this. We don't have to figure it all out right now. Maybe it's going to take two or three years to figure this out. But are we open to go on a journey with us? See, can we just love people? Can we just help people? Can we just encourage people? See, the, if there's an issue that you've got to deal with people, you know, there's, you can just come in and go, hey, uh, Matt, that was crap. <laughs> Do you think he would appreciate that? Did that affirm him? Did, did he feel approval in that? Did he feel acceptance in that? No, of course not. But we can be real good at it as people. We can be in a hurry or we can be, we could have had a bad day ourselves and oh, I've just got to deal with this issue. Matt, why did you do this? It's probably never going to happen, but you know what I mean? We, we, has anyone ever lost it? <laughs> this is one, one honest person. <laughs> Hair's in the back row so no one else can see his hand, but that's all right. <laughs> Come on, who's, anyone ever lost it? Anyone ever got upset? Yeah, come on. We needed Jesus when we're talking with people, dealing with issues, when we're walking through stuff. Come on, let's not be quick. Let's be slow to anger. Let, let's be quick to, to be patient. Let's, let's listen to people. Let's affirm them. Let's have approval with them. Let's have acceptance with them. Let's not come in guns blazing. Because here's the thing, you'll tear people down. A wise woman builds her house, but a foolish woman tears it down. Let's not tear people down. In fact, Desiree was telling me that one negative word, one negative, um, basically a sentence, that psychologists say that you need to replace it with eight positive words or eight positive sentences just to get back to zero. So we've got to be slow with our words. And if I'm honest, I've, had, I've, I've dealt with a lot of people and I've had a lot of issues and, 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 and sometimes I've just said nothing because I knew that what I might say would not get received, even though it would have been well thought through, but I knew it had the possibility to tear them down rather than lift them up. Even though I was probably going to be right, and even it was probably truthful. I chose not to say it. And I, I, and I, want to, I just feel that prophetic right now. We've got to look, use discernment when we're with people. Discernment when to speak and when not to speak. Amen. So let's not come in guns blazing when we're talking. With, but let's, let's, we've got to get good at the people business. We've got to get good at loving people and leading people through, um, through issues. When, when, when you're dealing again, if you're dealing with someone and, and you're needing to, to address something or you're needing to, sh- to lead them through something, this is, this is the, my number one technique is ask questions. Don't come in with statements. Hey, you were on the roster, you didn't call me and you let me down. That is a really negative statement. Really negative statement. Hey, um, I was just wondering, did you know that you were on the roster and it, it caused a whole lot of um, a whole lot of issues? Can I ask you about what, why you weren't there? Total different. Totally different. Because no one likes being told off. That person, may, that person probably knows they missed it. They probably know that they let the team down because we, you know, we all work hard. And so why don't we go and ask questions first? And when you ask questions, you get them to then think about exactly what has gone wrong. But also, which is my next point, which we'll get onto it in a minute, you get to listen. 
But whenever you're dealing with stuff, ask questions first. Hey, I was just wondering. Um, I'd ask you, I'd, I'd sort of asked you to take responsibility for this area. I was just wondering um, when you might be, or is, is there any hold up in that? Why, why are we not onto it right now? Rather than, I thought you were going to do this. Why haven't you done this? And so we get to ask questions. And when you ask questions, then they get to articulate back and you get to lead them through the thought process, which has way more fruit than you just telling them what to do. You can tell someone what to do and they'll just go, okay, sure. And they'll, they'll just never learn. They'll never grow. See, our, our highest thing is to love people and love God, but also to grow and to develop people. So I love asking questions. Hey, what do you reckon about this? How would you do this? If you're trying to develop leaders, if you bring them into the, quest, into the question arena and go, hey, I'm thinking of doing this. How would you do it? Or I'm thinking about maybe going back to, you know, this is what we did a couple of years ago. I'm thinking of going to two services because we need to create some room. What do you reckon about this? And we got people to think about it because when people are thinking about the circumstance and thinking about the situation, they will learn and they will grow a whole lot more rather than just going, hey, we're going to two services. Can you organize a roster? Do you know what I mean? So we're in the people business. We're in developing them. So anything, if you're in your e-group and you're thinking, you know what, I'm going to develop, I'm going to, I'm going to raise up leaders. Right, guys? Um, and by the way, this is just another thought that I was listening to on a podcast. You know how we say, who have you got next to you? Who, have you, who are you raising up? That, that is contradictory to the language that we've been declaring because we've been declaring multiplication, Right? So if, you're, if the language is, who are you raising up? Who have you got next to you? That's one plus one. That's addition. I know that much. <laughs> so the language now and the thought pattern that I was just had a, had a revelation about because I listened to a whole lot of different leadership podcasts is what team are you raising up now? That's multiplication language. So I want to encourage you with that. What team are you raising up around you right now? Um, what was I talking about? Asking questions. E-groups. So leading your e-group. Hey, this week, I want you to think about what we're going to talk about. I want you to think about the icebreaker. I want you to think about the food that we're going to come. Is that cool? Or what do you reckon? What food should we do? What e-group series should we do this week? What? You know what I mean? Did anyone just get nudged right then? Someone. But you know what? It's starting to get people to think about stuff rather than just giving them a tick-off list and an action plan. Because here's the thing. We can all do tick-off lists and action plans, can't we? Action plans. Uh, what accident? <laughs> the, but the thing, Anna, I want you to think about it. I want you to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> health and safety plans. So do you know what I mean? About lifting up and raising up people, it's about getting them to think about the circumstance and, the, the, and what's going on rather than just giving people a list. Does that make sense? So I want to encourage you. And so let's not be judgmental. Let's be encouraging. Let's ask questions to develop people. Let's get them in the thought process. Let's get them in the, in, in the um, question arena. See, Proverbs chapter 23, verse, verse 7, it says, and As a man thinks uh, in his heart, so he is. We've got to get people to think. Think about, like, I, I, I love this with the production team. I'm like, hey, guys, when you're doing this like a set like this. And I know this is just trivial production stuff. But I'm like, do you think it's a good idea to have the stands in front of the LED panels? But if you have them in front of the black area, they'll dissolve a little bit. You won't see them as much. You're like, none of you guys care about that apart from me. <laughs> it's true, right? <laughs> but I'm asking them, what do you think looks better? What do you think? In fact, 
I used to sit down with the guys and go, hey, let's do this for a production set. I don't do any of it now, praise the Lord. And they're probably saying praise the Lord as well. (laughs) (laughs) But let's ask questions. Let's bring people into our world. Let's develop people. Let's grow people. And the same as when you're dealing with issues. Ask questions. Hey, I'm not sure about why you weren't able to be there. You never communicated. Can you tell me what went on that weekend? Why couldn't you turn up? You know, it's the famous old story about the lady who's in first class and her kids are running around the cabin and everyone's getting all snot-nosed and, hey, the kids are making a mess. And they start complaining to the steward and they said, oh, look, I'm really sorry, but she's just transporting her husband home. And her husband's downstairs in the hold in the coffin. You know, if they stop to ask a question, why is that lady not able to look after her kids right now? Is there anything I can do to help? You know, it's just, let's ask questions about people's worlds before we start judging people's motives. Let's love people. Um, Because again, a, a, a hard word can just set people back so far. And it takes eight, apparently, to just get them back to zero. Um, the last one, verse four, is how good are you at listening? How good are you at listening to someone? You might have to listen for a long time. I've sat and I've listened to someone for a long time, but I just let just get it out. Come out and Jesus no. Um, <laughs> but how good are you at listening? There's a, there's a, um, a statistic that said doctors interrupt their patients in 18 seconds. I'm like, that's awesome. Because <laughs> they're like, okay, great, thanks. I know what's up, you know. But how good are we at actually listening to people rather than, okay, talk about it. Talk about it. Let everything out. Let everything out. Just let me know. Come on. I'm, I'm here to, I'm just here to listen. I'm just here to listen. How good are we at listening? Let's not interrupt people. Let's become aware of the people that are in our worlds. Let's, let's, let's learn to get into their worlds before we start speaking into their worlds. Because if you don't get into their worlds, it's just going to come across as criticism of judgmental. It's going to come across, even if it's critiquing. If you're not in their worlds, it's not going to come across well. See... I just thought about this when I was preparing this message this afternoon, is I think we can give feedback when we have friendship. Even though we might be right in a certain area, if you don't have friendship with someone, even though your heart might be right and, 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 and your encouragement might be good, I just say build friendship first. Build friendship first. Because we don't know how that person operates. We don't know what issues have gone on in their life. We don't know where they're at. But if we build friendship first, then we can bring the feedback. Everyone, most people I know who we've got friendship with can bring feedback. Because we know them, we can love them, and we're on the same heart. We've got the same spirit. Um, Last one. Did I say that before? Number five. I had one in is uh, have the courage to lead your team. Don't sweep things under the carpet like that, like, like that horrible audition before. Hey, actually come to that person. And I'm not saying they do this in creative. But if there's something that needs to be talked about, have the courage to go and sit down and do all those things that I just said. Have the courage to say, hey, come on. Hey, let's, let's have a talk about this. If there's something that's not going right in your team, have the courage to take that person out for a coffee and say, hey, I just want to get into your world a little bit. I just want to know how you are and where you're going right now. Because what we're here to lift people up. We're not here to get our way over them. We're not here to get our organized area sorted out. Your organized area will be sorted out when you have more people who are lifted up and getting honored in the, in the name of Jesus and being discipled in the name of Jesus and getting breakthrough in the name of Jesus and getting uh, security in the name of Jesus. 
And, and, and so I want to encourage you, have the courage to love and to deal with stuff in the team. Not, don't let things get swept under the carpet. Because that person, we bring them in and we love them and we say, hey, be part of an E-team. And we got them all excited. And then they did, I love you, Lord. And I left my voice. And we're like, oh, how now do we encourage them? To say, well, you've got to have the courage now to sit down with them and say, well, you know, it was all, you did a, you gave it a good go. (laughs) Maybe the example needed to be better, but you gave it a good go. I I reckon if if singing is a passion of yours, so don't, don't knock their passion. If singing is a passion of yours, I reckon you should go and get lessons. I will help you find a person who gives good lessons. And then why don't you come back and say, I don't know, keep coming along on Monday night. Keep coming along on Monday night. But why don't you come back in six months and and, and have another audition and we'll go from there. Amen. That's that's. But if, if they come up and they come and do their audition, I love you, Lord, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and it wasn't good. And you say nothing. That is hideous. That is terrible leadership. And you are not only brought them into the space where we say, we love you, have a go. And then you don't follow it up. You've just hung them out to dry. We've got to have the courage to learn how to lead people through. And if you do it the way that I was talking about, I believe you'll do it well. I'll believe, I believe you'll love people through stuff. And, and so it's not, obviously it's not just worship team, it's any team, if there's any issue, whatever. But if you can learn to get into their world and learn to listen, learn to hear them, I believe you'll get a great breakthrough and you'll, great, you'll be a great developer of people. Amen. Amen. Look at that. It's the first vision night I've ever finished early. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I just want to, I, I, I want to pray. Come on, let's pray. Let's stand to our feet and pray. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for every person in this room. Lord, we've all got areas in our life where we feel like we fail. But right now I prophesy, Lord, we fail forward and not backwards. Lord, for every person, I thank you, Lord, that we're here to give you glory, Jesus. We've all got different personalities. We've got all different um, ways we do life, Lord, but... Help us, Lord, to, to, to love people and lead people with a heart, Lord, that represents you, Jesus. Lord, that we would get into people's worlds. We would nurture them and lead them forward. Lord, and not just in the life of the church, but in, in our world as well. To be able to encourage people outside of our world, to be able to help people outside of uh, the church world, Lord. And so, Jesus, I pray right now. Right now, I pray, Lord, against any offense that may have come through any one of these ways of having to deal with issues or, or issues that have not been dealt with. Maybe there's issues in this room that have been swept under the carpet. Father, I pray right now you'd give each individual the, the grace to be able to forgive and move on and not give, give the devil a foothold. Lord, I apologize for the way they may have been unfairly treated. But Lord, they're not going to stay in that space. They're going to give it over to you, Jesus. And so I pray for that right now. I pray, Lord, also for us as a church that we would know what it is to continually point people to you, Jesus, to continually work together as a church. as a group of people, because there's multiple personalities, there's multiple, uh, Lord, preferences in this room. 
But Lord, it's to bring glory to you. It's to bring people to you. And so may we have the courage to lead well, the courage to develop people, the courage, Lord, to and listen ourselves. And so, Lord, I thank you for every person in this room. I pray you bless them, Lord. I pray you protect their families, Lord. I pray, Lord, just a, another level of supernatural encounter with you, Jesus. Church, before we leave, I really want to pray. Um, let's, let's continue to press into the supernatural power of God. Let's renew our minds. We don't have to live in the day-to-day disappointment. Uh, of not seeing the glory of God move. Now, I, I, I want to prophesy. Come on. I want us to, just to pray, just, uh, just say, Lord, we, we, we need you more. Lord, uh, change our view. Renew our minds, Lord. Let us be transformed by the renewing of our mind, Lord. We, we humble ourselves before you, Lord. We believe as it is in heaven, let it be on earth. And so, Father, across every area of our life, everything that we do, Lord, for it was not just healing, Lord, for breakthrough, for forgiveness, for whatever it is, God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you right now that heaven on earth is a reality heaven on earth is, is, is the normal way of living a Christian life. Lord, your word says that we are set apart. We have been set apart, Lord. There's, then, Lord, we want to live a set apart, Lord, faith. We don't need to be set apart, Lord, out of and, and, and not in our world because you've, Lord, you've called us, Lord, to be in our world, but not of the world. And so, Lord, let us be in the world and release, the, Lord, the heavenly realm into this world. And so I pray, Lord, that you would stir faith in us tonight. You would stir faith in us to believe, for, to continue to leave for the anointing and the presence of God. And so, Jesus, we thank you for all that you've done for us, but all that you've released in us and want to release through us, Lord, through Ephesians 3.20. And so, Lord, tonight we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for your power that lives in us. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And so, Lord, we're passionate about seeing you, Jesus, glorified. And so, Lord, use us, we pray, in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says, Amen. Thank you, Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.